Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us today. We're going to have a fun, fun time with Andrea Fowler, our guest. She is the entertainment editor of The Bash, and we're going to be talking about how to make your summer parties green and guilt-free. We're going sustainable with our summer get-togethers. For such a long time, we've been talking about winter is coming, and I know all of my Game of Thrones peeps know exactly what I'm talking about, but now it's summer, and we can start talking about Father's Day get-togethers, graduation parties, 4th of July, and all that good stuff. And Andrea is going to help us talk about a whole bunch of ways that you can make your summer get-togethers green and sustainable. So welcome to Go Green Radio, Andrea. We are so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jill. I'm so excited to be talking about sustainable celebrations today. Yeah, we are too. And you're the perfect guest to help us do that. Uh, As the entertainment editor of The Bash, you have so Mm -hmm. many great tips. So I'm excited to pick your brain on this. So our Go Green Radio listeners do their very best to tread lightly on the earth. And I am excited to have you help us figure out some ways to green up our party planning. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's start with the beginning, and that is with invitations. What are some of our most eco-friendly options? Yeah, so there are a lot of really great invitation options that can keep the earth top of mind. Um, Mm. I have three suggestions. The first two are for those who want to take advantage of snail mail. Me personally, like I love getting letters in the mail. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you want to go that route, there are a lot of stationary companies who only use recycled paper or bamboo materials that really do not sacrifice quality. Um, So paper culture, for example, they're totally sustainable, and they plant a tree for every order. So they're trying to reverse their own footprint, which is really, really amazing. Um, There's also another mailing option is seed paper. Have you heard of this before? I have not. So it's literally an invitation made out of all natural materials, and you can plant it. There are seeds made inside of the materials and either flowers or vegetables or herbs, whichever one you pick, can literally be planted in the ground and it will grow. And that is a great option available from Bloomin.com. And then lastly, you can go digital and you don't have to use any paper at all. And Evites have really become elevated recently. They're not what they used to be. The experience is so elegant. And also the digital invitations come with the added convenience of having open receipts and RSVP tracking. So you can actually see who has opened the invitation but still needs to respond, which is so helpful when you have a large guest list. And Paperless Post is my favorite resource for those digital evites. I think that's fantastic. Those are great options. And actually, the seed paper, I, you know, I think I've seen maybe bookmarks or things like that mm-hmm. given out at public libraries, but I didn't even realize that you could do invitations using that same, that same thing. That's so interesting. I love that. Thanks for those tips. Yeah, of course. So when I'm going to a party, I like to bring a little something t- for the host or the hostess. And so I don't mm-hmm. like to show up empty handed. But, you know, I'm always leery of giving gifts that might result in 
it going to the landfill, creating a lot of waste. Sure. How can yeah. a green party planner help guests still feel like they're bringing a gift without creating a lot of peripheral waste? So this is one of my favorite tips to preach about. What you can do is when, you, when you're working on wording your invitation, whether it's on mail or on digital, um, add a single line to the bottom of it that alludes to something like, if you feel inclined to gift for the occasion, we are encouraging donations to whatever charity of your choice or organization. So that way, if you're not really in the market to be receiving any gifts or if you would rather that money be spent elsewhere, you're still giving your guests the option of feeling like they're, they're doing something extra, but they're not going to bring you anything that may not be used. Brilliant. I love it. I think that's terrific. And, you know, some of the things that I've done, you know, to, to create less waste is bring things that I know can be recycled. You know, if it's mm-hmm. appropriate to bring alcohol, a, a bottle of wine, you know, I know that can be recycled, but I'm always careful not to bring things that I know absolutely cannot be recycled. So um, that's, yep. a, that's another way to do that. Now, I'd love for you to give us some strategies for keeping the carbon footprint of our party low. What are some things that we should consider when we're planning for things like food and decorations? Sure. So there are two big ways to reduce your party planning footprint. The first is to shop local And try to avoid shipping from online resources. When you're staying local, that keeps your carbon emissions low from driving a little bit closer rather than further away. And not to mention, you'll be supporting local businesses, which is an added bonus. And avoiding online decor orders will reduce the waste that comes from those shipping materials. I'm I'm sure everyone has ordered, you know, like a small... Mm piece of like batteries and it gets shipped to you in this huge box and it's so confusing, (laughs) but it happens. Um, And then also you can pick decorations that aren't occasion specific and can be reused. So for example, try to opt for a cloth banner rather than a tissue paper banner. um, So that way it comes out of storage looking a little bit nicer and try not to go for any phrases or words on the banner. I don't think that any magic of a banner is lost. For example, if it's a (laughs) birthday party, if this big, beautiful, colorful banner doesn't say happy birthday, we all know that we're there to blow out some candles and celebrate someone getting older. (laughs) So it's still, you're still engaging in like the fun festivities, but avoiding those very specific occasion pieces that can be reused for any holiday can really be helpful in reducing overall waste. That's really smart. And, you know, when we talk about buying local, especially with food, um, one of the things that most of the time we we do put a lot of emphasis on is our menu planning. And if we Mm -hmm. can just add one more layer to that and think about, you know, things that we could give our guests that come from nearby. You know, if we are able to incorporate things we purchase from a farmer's market or, um, you know, things that, that you know, come from nearby farms, you know, keep the, keep the radius a little bit small Um, for some, you know, areas of the country that's just not feasible. You know, I mean, 
mm-hmm. there's just not enough food grown on the island of Manhattan to feed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're going to have things coming over some bridges. But, you know, there are places in the country where you can find some really tasty food within, you know, a 50 mile radius. And so it's kind of fun. And and if you are able to share that with your guests, you know, you never know what the ripple effect may be. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So besides shopping local, um, you know, what are some other ways to make our menu as eco-friendly as we can? Yeah, so you mentioned the farmer's market, which I will put another stamp of approval on that idea. Um, You can bring your own bag to the farmer's market. You know exactly where the food is sourced from. You can talk to the farmer who's you're literally buying their produce, which is kind of like a fun, warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, But what you can also do is avoid um, supplementing your menu with red meat and cheese, which comes from animals that do produce large amounts of CO2 emissions. And, you know, that's not to say that you can't eat that stuff at any time, but normally when you're putting together a party menu, that food is on a a larger scale. And so that's a good time to be mindful of it if you choose to be. And so just avoiding those animals that do have larger CO2 emissions, that can help the overall uh, footprint as well. You know, and I love that. And I saw that in action recently. Um, Workday is a huge company and they happen to have their headquarters in the same city where I live. And I went to one of their events and I saw a little table placard. And because they do have a lot of company events that include meals, they have decided that they they will not serve meat at any of mm-hmm. their company events for that very reason. And let me tell you, what they serve is delicious and everybody oh, yeah. feels full and, you know, satiated. But as a company, they've decided that's one way that they're going to to look at the carbon footprint and the environmental footprint of their events. And so at any workday event, you will not find meat served at that. Now, I know that's not going to go over well for, you know, Father's Day barbecues where, you know, dad mm-hmm. wants a big plate of ribs. But for some parties, that's perfectly appropriate. Um, so I love that idea. I think that's great. Yeah, um, and as you said, it, it doesn't need to be a blanket statement. You don't have to apply that to every single time you throw an event. But like here or there, it does make a difference. Yep, exactly. Well, and it's kind of like the concept of meatless Mondays, you know, um, where over the course of the week, you're using a little less meat if you knock it out for one day. At your event, maybe instead of having three different kinds of bratwurst, you could just have one and a couple more veggie kebabs or something like that, you know, there's lots of ways to do that. So what are some tactful ways of encouraging our guests to keep their CO2 emissions to a minimum on their way to and from our parties? So this is a great question because you don't want to, um, you know, make anyone feel potentially bad if they're just driving themselves and if they don't take advantage of carpooling or something like that. We don't want anyone to feel like a little shamed, so to speak. Um, But what you can do, this makes a little bit more work for the host, but I think it's worth it because it's fun. Um, You can add either an additional insert into your invitation or if you have room, add a line to the very end that says something like, get the party started before you get here. Ask me about neighbors that live along your driving route for easy carpooling. So it's kind of like encouraging people. It's almost 
like it's like you're planting a secret seed in their mind that carpooling is really fun and that it's a good way to get the party started early without it being like, oh, watch your CO2 emissions. So it's kind of a fun (laughs) way to spend that. I love that. That's a really great way to do that. Um, and you're right. I mean, that, that does add a little extra work for the host or hostess. But I mean, that that's a that's a really cute way of saying, let's get social, you know? I mean, we're, yes, we're coming exactly. together anyway. Why not get together just a few minutes earlier and carpool? I think that's a great yep. idea. And if you live in a, in a more urban city where you have Lyft or Uber accessible, you could even have you could gift your guests a favor so to speak of like a five or ten dollar credit to either of those companies and you can let them know you know this is going to be your favor ahead of time but I'm providing you this this accessible public transport discount and if the guest chooses to use that and uses the carpool option then it's kind of like two birds with one stone. You're getting them to the party. Well, I guess it's three birds. You're getting them to the party. You're reducing CO2 emissions, and you're getting the favor out of the way. I love that. So it's what like a, a great idea, Andrea. We've got so much more to, to cover with you, and I'm just thrilled that you're our guest this week. Don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this commercial break, and we'll talk to you in just another minute. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. 
Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. And if you're just joining us, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Andrea Fowler. She's the entertainment editor for The Bash. And today we're talking about a really fun topic. We're talking about a whole bunch of really great innovative strategies to make your parties and your gatherings over the summer sustainable and eco-friendly. And so we were talking a little bit about some of the pre-planning and, and getting guests to the event in a green way. And now we're going to talk about some of the things that happen at the party. So Andrea, you know, we have seen so many blogs and news articles and even documentaries about how harmful single-use plastic foodware, straws, and even single-use disposable items that are supposedly compostable, um, we're seeing them as really bad for the environment. There's just a lot Mm -hmm. of news going on about that. So I'd love for you to give us a few strategies to avoid using single-use items for our soirees. Sure. So I have definitely been the person at the party before who has brought my own reusable straw or <laughs> and or held on to a plastic fork all night because I didn't want to throw it away and get another one if I got hungry again, which does always happen. Um, so I think it is really great to plan ahead to try to reduce those single-use plastics. Um, one of my favorite alternatives is to look into dining rentals if you're feeding a large crowd So usually with a rental event company, you can negotiate a bit of a package deal. So if you go for glasses and stemware, plates, flatware, maybe even table linens, um, or if you're getting food catered, you can ask that particular restaurant if they can provide dining ware or if that restaurant works with a specific vendor who can provide rentals on their behalf. So any of those ways that you can do rentals Um, where they just need to be washed at the end of the party and returned, then you're really getting rid of a ton of single-use plastics and disposable plates and things like that. Um, You can also consider what you need to have versus what's just nice to have. So, for example, you don't need a straw. No one at the end of the night is going to leave your party and say, oh, God, I I can't believe I had to lift my cocktail up to my mouth all night long. Like, that's just (laughs) not, you know, it's, it's nice to have a straw, but it's, you know, you're going to be able to drink your drink anyway. So you can kind of think about those like, what do I need versus, well, what's just kind of a nice to have. You're so right. And you know what I've done? Sometimes I, in my work with the Go Green Initiative, I have events with young people. And so I make a reusable straw and you can get them pretty cheap if you buy them in bulk on Amazon, the party favor. So everybody gets mm-hmm. to walk away with their own brand new stainless steel reusable straw. So if if it's a straw worthy event with smoothies or something like that, mm-hmm. you just got to have a straw. That can be a party favor as well. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> party stores, you know, they're they're huge everywhere you live. I mean, there's going to be a party store with a bunch of things that make it really simple to find decorations for a specific color or party theme. But more often than not, those decorations are not recyclable and they end up in the landfill after just one use. Guide us through, we talked about this a little bit in the last segment, but let's go into more detail with Mm -hmm. some of the alternatives to disposable single-use decorations. Yeah, so for parties with a theme, decorations are a big part of bringing that theme to life and kind of brightening up the room with it. However, another way to create a themed ambiance, kind of, you know, you're crafting this magical environment, a way to do that that has zero waste and supports local business 
is booking some kind of on-theme entertainment, like, say, a psychic for a murder mystery dinner party mm-hmm. or acrobats for a circus-themed party. And these professionals can be found and booked on The Bash or on Gig Masters, and the pricing is much more affordable than I think most people really think it is. Um, mm-hmm. But those are ways where you can really create an in-depth experience and you're bringing your theme to life and there's nothing to throw away at the end of the night. Uh, and that's, that's also very engaging for your guests that are there. That's going to be like a memory maker. Absolutely. Great for photos, that's for sure. What about like um, other ways to set ambiance that don't create waste? I'm thinking candles, lighting, stuff like that. Yep, candles are great. Um, you can always turn also to paper lanterns that have candles in them, and they don't need electricity to be plugged in. What you can also do, something that I really love, is double-duty decoration. So, for example, um, you can fill your centerpieces with, or rather use a bunch of potted succulents or potted plants as a centerpiece, and then you can tell guests on their way out, grab them as a favor. So you can do that with a bunch of different decor elements that can be reused so they can supplement the party while the party's going on, but then they can go forth and live a second life outside of the party. And you know what? You said a mouthful there with the succulents or even, you know, little plants, because there's a there's a real advantage to having those over like cut flowers, which are going to die. And if, mm-hmm. if you have compost, you know, services in your town, that's great. You can put them in the compost, but not every community has compost service. So if you don't, that's kind of a bummer. And then it just ends up creating methane in the landfill. So if you have potted plants, even if they're small, that's really festive. And they can either be a party favor or they just stick around at at your place and make it beautiful. So I love the fact that, you know, you're encouraging folks to think about that. Now, Mm -hmm, we have to talk about one of the hardest things, Um, you know, at any party, there will be some kind of refuse. Um, mm-hmm. And if if we're not going to have wait staff take everything away for everybody, if people are going to be disposing of things on their own, then we get to the issue of how do we kind of gently and tastefully encourage people to recycle or if we have composting services in our town to compost? And how do we make it easy for our guests to put waste in the right place? So the key here is to make recycling more convenient than trash. So guests will likely dispose of their waste at whichever receptacle they see first. They're not going to be in the middle of of an awesome dance number and then go hunting for a recycling bin if there's a (laughs) trash can right next to them. So the key is to have twice as many recycling or compost bins available than garbage bins. So that way it's really top of mind and it's easily accessible and they won't have to leave the party to try to find a proper recycling source. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say that, you know, probably the most successful events that I've seen where guests can put everything easily in the right place is when the, the trash recycling and composting bins are all together. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, if somebody has to go around to different locations to get rid of all the stuff that's in their hands, they won't do it. They'll put everything yep. in the first bin they see. So I, I always try to encourage people to put 
put all of the waste receptacles together so that, and maybe even with a little bit of signage that is specific to the party items mm-hmm. that you have. You know, if you think through like, here are all the things that are going to be in my guests' hands based on what I feed them or what I give them to drink. And this is where they should end up. And if you have little signs that show those items, then it makes it a lot easier for people to do the right thing. Um, and, and so that's just one thought. Definitely. Yes, that would absolutely help the process. Yep. You know, we talked a little bit about things that we could send our guests home with, you know, a goodie bag or party favor. Um, we talked about maybe some plants, succulents. Uh, I even mentioned reusable straws. But are there some other green options for party favors? Yeah, so I always try to go along the lines of something that is either plantable, something that is edible, or something that can be digitally used. So like you said, we said the succulents. Um, I have seen party favors before where it was a seed packet tucked inside of a mason jar. So that way, even if you live in a place like New York, say, and maybe not everyone has a garden, you can fill that mason jar with soil, and it can be its own little garden that you can plant the seeds in. Um, Anything edible that can just be immediately consumed, that's always a crowd pleaser. Um, And then we also talked about the Lyft or the Uber credit where it can just be sent right to someone's phone. They can tap it, they can use it, and then it's done. And there isn't really any packaging or waste coming from that type of uh, material. Those are awesome ideas. Now, I'm going to stretch you a little bit on this one, Andrea. Mm-hmm. And this this comes from somebody who had to deal with this three times over. I had three kids. They're all adults now. But children's birthday parties <laughs> have yep. got to be one of the most difficult things to please everybody and still be eco-friendly. Because, you know, if, if somebody wants an Iron Man party... You know, there's just <laughs> not a lot of green options to make a room look like it's full of Iron Man stuff. So yeah. let's think about some green, you know, party favor ideas or things like that that we might be able to incorporate into a child's birthday party. Sure. Yes, you're right. This can be a little bit trickier because in order to bring something as specific as an Iron Man party to life, you need a <laughs> lot of details for that. And so Especially for children's parties, I always really love when the favor can double as an activity. So if it's something like um, painting pottery or um, even something along the lines of like, say, a scavenger hunt and like what you find you get to, you get to keep, things like that where the favor is doubling as time spent at the party even if it's like I've seen planting stations before, cactus planting stations, and that's granted cactus maybe should not be around children. Um, (laughs) But if you can think of an activity that ties into your theme, and if there's something interactive that you can do there that can be something tangible and easily taken home, maybe that toy won't get played with all the time or whatever that item is, but it is still kind of doing that double duty of doubling as the favor And it's a way to engage all the guests while they're there at the party. 
Andrea, I wish you would have been around when I was playing kids' <laughs> birthday parties. Those are fantastic ideas. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, we're going to be taking a quick commercial break here in just a minute. But if you want to check out Andrea's company, The Bash, while we're on commercial break, don't close this tab in your web browser. Open up a new tab and check out The Bash, and you will see a really, really cool resource and website that Andrea helps to put together. And so uh, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us. And just in case you've just only now tuned in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Andrea Fowler, and she is the entertainment editor for The Bash. And today we're talking about how to make our summer bashes green and sustainable and eco-friendly. And she is full of amazingly good ideas. I am loving this. Um, So, Andrea, I want to talk about what happens when the party's over, because sometimes we have leftover food or flowers What are some eco-friendly options for those materials? Yeah, there are actually a lot of really great donation opportunities for a lot of these post-party materials. So food is probably the toughest one because it does need to meet some conditions in order to be donated. 
Um, but contact your local food shelters before the party. See if they accept donations and if they do have conditions like that, and then you can donate food that way. Um, for flowers or plants, and we did just talk about potentially using potted plants over stems um, and like centerpieces and things like that. But if you love centerpieces, have them. And then you can use companies like Repeat Roses or Random Acts of Flowers. And these are two different organizations that will actually pick up florals from events, rearrange them, and then donate them to nursing homes, hospice centers, and hospitals so that those flowers can live a second life and brighten someone else's day. Uh, and lastly, for decorations, the Birthday Party Project is a nonprofit that accepts both monetary donations but also gently used party supplies. And then they use those party supplies to help throw birthday parties for children in families who are homeless or in transitional housing. So it's, you know what, there are a lot of really great donation organizations that will take these leftover materials and put them to really great use. I love that. I mean, that's the first time I've heard of some of those organizations, and I I absolutely love the mission. Um, not mm-hmm. only is it eco-friendly, it's just, it's so human, you know, it, it just it respects the dignity of everybody all the way through. And I, I just love that. That's what a great idea. You know, Andrea, I want to give you a chance to talk about your company, The Bash. So tell us a little bit more about The Bash. I would love to. So thebash.com has a ton of different party themes and ideas. So for whatever occasion you have coming up, you can get inspired, you can find the right theme. And then with each party theme, we also suggest a food, a drink, some decor, an entertainment idea. So that way we're trying to reduce all the decision fatigue that you can really come across (laughs) when you're planning your party. And then once you have your whole vision figured out, we also have a marketplace filled with party services. Uh, We have venues, caterers, bartenders, DJs, magicians, photo booths. So once you have the idea in your head of what you want your party to look like, you can book any of those vendors really through our marketplace. So we're just trying to make party planning as fun as the actual party. That is so cool and so useful. I mean, what you said about... Party planning fatigue is so real. The struggle is real. And you guys are meeting a real need. So I think that's fantastic. I got out on your website um, as I was preparing for the show, and I kind of just fell into, you know, information snacking mode. I was all over it. It was so (laughs) cool. I love the way that you guys have organized everything. It's so easy to use. So um, well done. What a great concept. You know, a lot of times when we're throwing a party or we're attending a party, we kind of just want to have fun, check our troubles at the door, um, and not think about some of the angsty things in the world for a little bit. But, you know, if we're trying to plan an eco-friendly party, are we being like Debbie Downers if we throw a party that reminds people that, oh, by the way, there's climate change? You know, I think as long as a party is upbeat, that's really what matters. And even if there are kind of some roots into the eco-friendly mindfulness, if people are having fun, I think that's okay. And having an eco-friendly party doesn't mean it has to segue into climate change conversations. If people want to engage in that topic, they totally can. If as a host you're noticing that maybe someone's gotten a little bummed or they're mm-hmm. uninterested, you can kind of wrap up the conversation on a positive note by just saying something like, I wanted to challenge myself to have a birthday party that had less waste than my birthday party last year. 
and just like easy peasy, wrap it up, move on next conversation topic. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, I think one of the things that I'm getting from this conversation is that, you know, making an eco-friendly party is can be absolutely a blast. And if people realize that being a little less, you know, heavy on the environmental footprint can be a blast, I think they might be more willing to think about doing it a little bit more in their own lives. I mean, it can yeah. be a great example of, you know, there's nothing dour or dreary about going green. It can be fun and tasty and a good time. So I, I agree. I totally agree with you. And I think it, it's all up to the host or hostess to, to set the tone, but it can be mm-hmm. completely positive. I love that. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about waste um, and how to deal with recycling and things like that in a previous segment. And a lot of green party planning tips do tend to focus on the waste that's produced. But, you know, there are a lot of other environmental factors that we could take into consideration if we truly want to have a green party. Um, Are there some ways that we can save energy, for instance, at our parties? Yeah, so this does kind of depend on the season, you know, with heating and cooling and all of that. But some general tips, um, you can suggest an unplugged party. So if people aren't using their phones, they don't need to charge them. Um, I Personally, I had a dinner party once before with a phone graveyard. It was just a bowl, and it was just sitting on a table. It, there was no directives to put your phone in it. It was just hey, this is here if you want to just not have your phone on you. And people really loved it. Like everyone wanted to put their phone in the phone graveyard. And that was great. Um, You can also maybe add small signs to light switches, especially in places like your bathroom, just to turn off the light switch once they're done. Uh, If you're hosting at home, this is a little bit more maybe logistical than what you're going for, but you can change your air filter before the party because especially in summer, extra bodies will create that body heat. And if your air conditioning unit is already working a little bit harder to try to make up for that air filter, then it's going to be working twice as hard to try to cool the house down with all those people in it. So check your air filter, make sure the air vents aren't blocked by curtains or anything like that. And those can all kind of help to reduce the energy that's being used. Absolutely. And, you know, I love to string lights. I mean, whether it's over the winter holidays or for birthday parties, I love lights. And there's so many LED options now that are so much more energy efficient than like the old school lights. I mean, you can even, especially like in our backyard, we use solar powered lights. Um, So there's lots of ways to even just with the decorations themselves, uh, use less energy. And in some cases, if you've got solar powered outdoor lights, then you're really not using any electricity. Yeah, and you're set. Um, so, exactly. So I, I have to, because I live in California, so right now we've had a very rainy year, but you just never know when drought is going to hit us. So mm-hmm. we always have saving water kind of in the back of our minds. Um, are there ways that you can think of where we can save water or at least use tap water for our parties? About, like, What are some uh, tactful ways to do that? Yeah, so depending on maybe the severity of trying to save water, um, something that you can do is serve beverages that don't need ice, so maybe like beer and wine um, or even like sparkling seltzer, um, and then you that can maybe be the majority of the cocktail list with maybe supplemented by one signature cocktail or two because you don't want to totally deprive of like a fun cocktail experience, but you can do something like that which uses less ice. Um, something a, a little bit less obvious is to give 
drink tags out with everyone's glass so they can keep track of them. A lot of times at parties, you can make the mistake of using like three or four glasses throughout the night just because you forget which one is yours. And Mm -hmm. then that ends up with a ton more glassware being run through the dishwasher or washed at the end of the night that doesn't need to. Um, And then you can also supplement your bar with pitchers of tap water. That way the presentation still looks formal and it still looks nice. And the guest doesn't actually have to, like, go to the sink and, you know, turn on the faucet. It's a little bit nicer than that, but it's still just tap water in there. Love it. Those are great suggestions. So if we're hosting a party at a venue versus at our home, what are some of the things that we should look for in a, quote-unquote, sustainable venue? Sure. So for venues, look, you can ask and see if it's LEED certified, which is a worldwide certification program that rewards lower use of energy and water, and it rewards building design that reduces environmental impact. So you can ask your venue if they have any type of this green certification. There's quite a few of them. That's just one of them. Um, And if they're not certified, that doesn't mean that they're not doing their part. You can just ask them if they can be flexible with your own earth-friendly requests, like providing recycling bins, maybe um, providing uh, towels to wash hands in the bathroom rather than paper towels, so swapping in real linens, things like that that maybe you can just suggest, and if they can um, tap into it on your behalf, then that still counts as being earth-friendly in my book. Absolutely. You know, and and LEED certification is, um, you know, for some large venues, you'll find a lot of hotels and event centers that are large and owned by big property management companies can attain LEED certification. Um, But there's a cost associated with certification Mm -hmm. that often for smaller venues makes it you know, a little bit tough to to get. But there are some green business certifications that are of a more local nature. And so that's something that, you know, if you want to do a little extra research for your venues, you know, you can look to see if they're part of any kind of a green business network. Um, A lot of cities and counties and states have those. Um, So it's one of those things where there's so many different ways to you know, to be green. And like you said, even if they have no certification at all, if you can ask them for some things that will help the party become zero waste or, or, you know, using things that can be reusable versus things that are disposable, you can still have a green event, even if you don't find a vendor that's actually got a a formal certification. Um, There's still lots of ways to do that. I mean, even at um, events that I've, I've gone to, you know, Instead of having, even if they have like all of the reusable dishware, but maybe they still have little packets of sugar or little, you know, for coffee or little plastic stirs. If they can give us spoons to stir and and an actual little container of sugar instead of the little sugar packs and things like that. It's those little details that, you know, if we can help them understand, hey, let's let's try a substitute, then that's oftentimes good enough Um, and you can still have a very eco-friendly event we're Mm going to take a quick commercial break but when we come back we have so much more to talk about we're getting ready for green party planning this summer so for your father's day events july 4th bashes whatever you're going to be doing andrea fowler our guest today has got some great suggestions so don't go away folks there's more go green radio right after this Streaming live, 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us and so glad that we have our guest today, Andrea Fowler, the um, entertainment editor for The Bash. We are having a bash, learning about all kinds of great strategies, many of which I've never even thought of, and I love it, uh, on how to make our summer get-togethers and parties and um, family gatherings, whatever we're doing to bring people together in a social and fun way to make them eco-friendly and sustainable. And I'm just so thrilled that you were with us today, Andrea. You've, you are just bursting with awesome ideas. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jill. Well, if we want to find a, like maybe a little guide or a little checklist to help us plan a green party, do you know of any tools out there that can make the planning process kind of easy and streamlined? You know, I have to admit, I've been looking myself for sustainable party planning checklists, and sometimes it just gets down to Googling and finding you know, maybe something that works here for invitations and this works here for guest planning and this works here for this. And so it's a little bit of a puzzle. Um, so it's motivated me personally to put something on the bash to have a little bit of a how-to guide for uh, green parties. But um, there are lots of tools like Earlier I mentioned digital invitations through paperless posts, and they have fun tools like an RSVP tracker. You can like send a little nudge to people who need to yet who have yet to respond to your invitation. Um, there's Hobnob, which they have text-friendly invitations, and then you can send little nudges to those guests. So any type of digital resource does usually have some kind of a tool that can help with one of your details. And it makes, you know, even checking one thing off your list a little bit easier. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, you have had so many amazing ideas. If you put that all together in some kind of a PDF checklist, we'll have you back on the show to tell us about it because um, <laughs> I, I just want to bottle up all these great ideas and put them, you know, in writing for, uh, you know, all the people who are visiting the bash. I think these are great ideas. And if you guys had a checklist, um, we will definitely promote it on Go Green Radio because your ideas are so worth sharing. So I hope oh, you I'd love that. to hear that. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes when we have topics on Go Green Radio, I mean, they're very serious um, and, and people can feel a little bit overwhelmed with what's going on, you know, with environmental degradation and loss of biodiversity and some of these heavy topics. And I hear people say that, you know, these problems are so big that they just don't believe that their actions can really make a difference in the face of these huge global environmental problems. And some of those same people might be tempted to ask, you know, what difference could it possibly make to throw a green party or a sustainable celebration? What do you say to those folks? What do you think the impact is of having an eco-friendly party? So I think when you're looking at your own actions, you're only one person, and when you put yourself on a global scale, it's hard to know exactly how what you are doing affects the rest of the world. And when you put that much pressure on yourself, it's kind of defeating. So it kind of takes the fun out of everything. But if you look or if you think about maybe everyone reducing their carbon footprint a little bit altogether, that does have a ripple effect that makes a difference. And the best way to do something like that is to have a party and maybe make it a little bit green and you're spreading these ideas and you're sharing them in a fun way and you might be influencing someone else at your party to make similar decisions when they have get-togethers. And so expecting a big impact right away like I said, is a little defeating. But if you think about long-term ripple effects, then you can really take stock in knowing that you are making a difference. That's so well said, Andrea. And it's kind of like, you know, if if you're upset with the way your body looks and you want to start, you know, changing it, you know that your first set of sit-ups is not going to give you a six-pack app. Absolutely. you will feel like you're doing something when you wake up the next morning and you're sore and your your tummy muscles, you know, and you just keep going yeah. and it makes a difference. It, it ultimately will, you know, create a difference. And I think that what you said is really true, that if we can promote eco-friendly lifestyle choices in a fun way, not in a preachy way, but in a way that's that really is a celebration of, you know, I can't do everything, but I can do something. I think that's infectious. I think that's exactly what people want. They want want to have some hope and they want to believe that, you know, if they make these little actions and they do it together in community, things can be better. And and we're, it's not completely out of our control. And I think that's well said that, that you mentioned that, Andrea. That's a great point. From a business perspective, I'm wondering, you know, you deal probably with a lot of event planners and party planners and, and you probably talk to a lot of them. Um, do you think that it's a plus for event planners to be able to design a sustainable gathering? Yeah, so taking my bias out of it, because obviously I'm hurrah, hurrah for sustainable party planning, um, <laughs> but taking that out of it, um, from a business perspective, it is always a good idea to find a niche audience and listen to what they are asking for and giving it to them. And I feel like the people who 
try to live sustainable lifestyles, they really kind of know what they want. They know what they're looking for. And personally, like I would pay a little bit more money for linen napkins that can be washed and reused rather than paper napkins that are going to get thrown away. So you're dealing with a niche audience that is okay with spending a little bit more money. And from a business perspective, that's kind of a goldmine. So there may be a little bit of a business motive behind that decision, but at the same time, it's really overall only a plus to be focusing on these sustainable events. I love it. And I think you're exactly right. And and really, I mean, if you look at like today, I mean, I, I, I watch uh, Greta from uh, Europe. She's the teenager that's getting all the teenagers to go on climate strikes on Friday. They've got mm-hmm. 35,000 students in Vienna today. Um, and so, you know, it's pretty clear that the movement to care about the earth and eco-friendly options for everything is not going away. If you've got a bunch of 15 and 16-year-olds uh, willing to, to strike uh, for climate change action, um, pretty soon they're going to be willing to do some other things and put their money where their mouth is um, when it comes yeah. to everything from party planning to transportation and everything else. So I don't think this is going away. This is not just a flash in the pan. <laughs> Yeah, so. I totally agree. So, Andrea, you know, when I was preparing for this show, I went on your LinkedIn profile and looked at kind of your path from uh, you as a student uh, to where mm-hmm. you are now. And a lot of our listeners are college students, and um, they want to make a difference. They want to take their passion for sustainability into the work world, but they may not be studying environmental science or environmental engineering. What advice can you give to young adults with a wide variety of majors and vocations who still want to do something to advance sustainability when they get that first job out of school? Yeah, so personally, I have had a lot of friends and colleagues in regular corporate jobs, and they have asked to spearhead green initiatives within their office. So if you want to maybe hunt down your office manager or your facilities manager Ask them what eco-friendly practices are in place for your office space and go from there. It might be something as simple as adding a recycling bin next to the printer or trying to order less plastic straws in for the kitchen orders. So even though you may work in an industry that isn't completely tied in with environmental health and sustainability, there are endless opportunities for office spaces across the board to improve their carbon footprint. And you don't need to be a specialist in this in that area to try to get some skin in the game and make a difference there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, in your own experience, you're doing it right now. You know, I mean, you you write for the bash, um, you've written for other things, but this is how you're taking sustainability into your job. There's a way to do it in just about any job you choose. Um, And I always talk to students about that. Um, Whatever vocation you choose, there's going to be natural resources involved. And so conserving those natural resources in any way you can is a way to bring sustainability into whatever job you choose. Andrea, I am so thrilled that you were our guest today. You just were so much fun and you helped us learn a lot about how to throw a green party. I hope that everybody takes these suggestions and has a blast this summer with their summer get-togethers. We're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radios. So until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green.
you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.